What's up, family? Welcome to Speak. We got a huge show, sports television, made for days like today. Why? Because there's a huge matchup this Sunday. You got the Cowboys, you got the Bills, you got two teams that desperately need a win. You got Dak Prescott. And you got Josh Allen. You got two quarterbacks that are vying for the integrity of their season. Think about how close it is between these two quarterbacks since 2018. I'll let you look at the numbers. Think about their pass yards per game, touchdown, interception ratio, completion percentage. When you look at the numbers, it's comparable. But when you really look at the quarterbacks, there might be a little bit of a difference. Heading to the desk because LaShawn McCoy, oh. I know you were hot on this topic. Now look, world, every now and then there is a topic that really just gets the debates going in our pre-show meeting, and this was one of them ones. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, first of all, ha- happy day to you, man. Happy day. Let me ask you the question, because you don't even know where we're going. Okay. The viewer does not yet know <laughs> He's where just cheesing. we're going. <laughs> Uh, Family, it's going to be a great show. I'm glad you all are here. Buckle up. It's going to be a great show. Far-end Super Bowl champ, James Jones. To the right, the brilliant Joy Taylor. And to my right, Eagles all-time rushing leader. He needs no introduction. LaShawn, Shady McCoy. Shady, Dak, Josh Allen. The game is going to come down to these two quarterbacks. Is Dak Prescott MVP frontrunner this season by Vegas' odds? Is he on Josh Allen's level? Let's get to it. I think Dak is having a... Phenomenal great year this year. He is. He's playing lights out. Playing different than he normally plays. But to say that he's on Josh Allen level, mm. that's wild. What are we really <laughs> talking about here? Seriously, though. When, I, when you think of the top quarterbacks in this league, you're going to put Patrick Mahomes in his own little area. You're way up there. Mm-hmm. You're going to probably have uh, Joe Burrow in there. Mm-hmm. And then the next person is going to be who? Yeah, yeah I'm talking Josh to y'all. Allen. Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. If, we all, if, we, if I ask you right now, if you had to take one quarterback right now, right, to be a, you would take Josh Allen over, over Dak Prescott. Yeah. And there's no, there's no shade against Dak Prescott, but come on. Josh Allen can do everything. So he can score touchdowns himself, run through you, run around you. He runs better. He throws the ball better. Big cannon. Like, this, this is Josh Allen. Since he's gotten to the league, let's take these notes out. I hate doing the notes. <laughs> let's talk about it. You talking Since, numbers? I'm talking numbers. Not only did he got in the league, when he got his, his, his number one wide receiver, yep. right? Because Dak has had a number one receiver since he's been in the league. Yeah. A couple of dudes, yeah. right? So when he gave him uh, uh, Stephon Diggs, there's only one guy that has more wins than him. So only one guy that has more yards than him. That's Patrick Mahomes. He leads the league in turnovers, like you talked about, mm-hmm. right, since he's been in the league. But he also leads the league in touchdowns. This is Josh Allen we're talking about. This is why any quarterback that has this many turnovers, we even talk about him as a top-tier quarterback because he's so mm-hmm. talented. He's so good. If you put Josh Allen on any other team, any team, mm-hmm. He's going to find a way to be productive and win games. I can't say the same for Dak. If I could just drop Dak Prescott to the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, sure. drop him into the, with the Raiders. There's players there, but yeah. will he still be the same? And I'm not calling him a system quarterback. I'm just saying he's not on that level. Mm. With Josh Allen is that elite, you put him on any team, yeah. he's going to ball out. We will get to Dak being a system or game manager later. Cam Newton have some words, and I can't wait to dissect those. Uh, but, Joy, is Dak on Josh Allen's level? In this game, this weekend, this season, mm-hmm. Zach is on Josh's level. Yeah. Mm. Zach has been playing the best football of his career. He's always been good. But, but right now, this, this year, this moment, this stretch, he's been great. And this is, I think, why the animosity with the Dak conversations always, always come up. Because as soon as Dak starts doing great, we go, boom, 
We got to compare him to Mahomes. Boom. We got to compare him to Josh Allen. Yeah. We got to compare him to Joe Burrow. We got to compare him to Lamar Jackson. Why can't he just exist in his <laughs> own goodness, in his own greatness? It's always a comparison. Comparison is the thief of joy. Allow Dak Prescott to be good and have his moments before we start comparing him to somebody else. But we're doing it today because it's the show, and this is what we're going to do. <laughs> no doubt so about I'm going to say right now, he's, he's been playing on Josh Allen's level this year. Yeah. I would say he's been playing better he's throughout playing, the year. I mean, than Dak Prescott. Yeah, right. Playing wise, he's playing right now just for this, these couple yeah, this of games. Moment, this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, yeah. Shady outlined it. Josh Allen is a, is a talent, he is a specimen. He is special. We have seen that. We know that. We all have eyeballs. We all watch this game. We're not going to argue about that. But Dak Prescott has been playing at an extremely high level, and he deserves his flowers in his moment. And what he's been doing on the field this year is translated to wins. Yeah. Can, can I ask y'all one question before you go? <laughs> go ahead, I want you to answer first. <laughs> what can Dak Prescott do that Josh Allen can't? What can Dak Prescott do that Josh Allen can? He's 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 safer with the ball. He's more of a consistent quarterback with the football. Oh yeah, oh yeah, career-wise. oh yeah, this year. yeah, yeah, career wise. Okay, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> is that is that it? I pre- that, that's it. That's I pre- it. Huh? I appreciate you asking me that question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> listen here, um, y'all know how I feel about Dak. No Dak doubt. Prescott is the MVP of the National Football League this year if the season ended today, right? But it's only there. It is. But it is only. Two owners in the National Football League that if the Buffalo Bills came up to you and said, we'll trade you, player for player, it's only two owners that I truly believe would say, get on about your business. And that's Cincinnati and that's Kansas City. Any other owner, GM, head coach, Jalen Hurts, we'll trade you. Mm -hmm. Dak Prescott, we'll trade you. Trevor Lawrence, which any other quarterback out there, right. any coach, GM, owner will say, we'll trade you right now. It's only two of them that'll be like, nah, we good. We cool with, with what we got. And the reason why okay, I say James? that is Josh Allen. <laughs> oh, Tom, you did that right thing, James. <laughs> Josh Allen is a top three quarterback in this league. He is an elite quarterback in this league. I truly believe that Josh Allen could go to the worst team in football and they will win some games. That, that's the type of talent that Josh is. I'm not necessarily ready to say that about Dak Prescott. Is he playing lights out and playing out of his mind? Sure, but I can't say that I would take him over Josh Allen or he's all on Josh Allen level with the way Josh Allen. And, and, and I told Parsons, uh, I think Josh, he's playing the Eagles, and um, I think he threw a pick. And Josh, or not Josh, but uh, Parsons, Michael Parsons, he, t- he hit me up on Twitter, or X, mm-hmm. right? And he said, look at this, Shady, basically. And I texted him, I said, bro, <laughs> the league is thankful that Josh Allen is not your quarterback. If he played yeah. for the Cowboys, ooh, we would have nightmares in Philadelphia every <laughs> night. <laughs> and he knows that. Yeah. Uh, I agree with the most part of everything y'all are saying. I don't think Josh Allen is on, I don't think Dak Prescott's on Josh Allen's level. But there is a difference. By the numbers, I think he's on Josh Allen's yeah, level. Yeah, yeah. By the tape, yeah. I don't think he is. Yeah. And that's where the nuance is and that's where the discussion is. Now it's interesting. Numbers this year or just numbers in general? I would say numbers this year, but to some degree I would say in general because of how Dak protects the football. Mm-hmm. And oh. I like safety with the football. Now it's interesting because we don't like having these conversations with everybody. Because we can have these conversations with about a lot of people. Yeah. Where I look at the tape and I'm like, eh, they not that good. No but you look at the numbers and it's like, ah, but they like that. So I do think Dak isn't on the level by tape. But by numbers, yeah, no doubt. Dak is doing what Dak Prescott has to do to put his team in a position to win. Shady, going into this weekend, a got to have it game for both quarterbacks. Who do you trust more? 
Because you know Josh Allen still currently, I believe, leads yeah. the NFL in turnovers. Who do you trust more, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen? Man, um, I want to say the better quarterback, but Dak Prescott is playing extremely well right now. And I guess I have to say Dak is the way he's playing for his team, the stuff he's doing. He's, I mean, he's favorite for the MVP, right? And, and by right, he should be, him and Tyreek. They should be neck and neck. But I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I look at the Bills, the way they played the Chiefs. Big win, right? Then you yeah. come back home. And I'm, I think about if any quarterback can change this team around, mm-hmm. if any quarterback can get back into the playoffs running, it's got to be Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow, and that's where it stops. So if I had to trust one quarterback, I'm going with Josh. Mm-hmm. I think he's a better player, better talent, even though Dak is playing better than him right now. Mm-hmm. And I think this... At home, it's going to be super cold. I've been in Buffalo. Around this time, December, Ooh. it's going to be cold up there. The ground will be hard. And he's going to be ready for that. And the Cowboys, they play, they do great inside, right, when they're in Dallas. So. 15 wins straight at home. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Josh. What do you believe in more? Do you believe in the person who is playing better or the person who is better? Like, what do you subscribe to? You know to? what? I believe in the person that is better because if you're playing better, I have running backs that play better than me in, in moments and times, right? I think earlier in the season, Dak wasn't playing at, at this elite level. Mm-hmm. Then at, at, at the week six, seven, he mm-hmm. turned that thing on to being a Patrick Mahomes type of, of level of play. So I do think that the overall better player matters more because this is who he is. Like, like, like if you had to just think of a, of a player, of a Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, if they have up and down year, Mahomes having an up and down year. Mm-hmm. But you know the real him is a baller. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, he's having a great, phenomenal year. But as we know, I can't say that he's an automatically elite baller because of the year he's having. Because if he goes back next year to being what he used to be, this is a really good quarterback, you wouldn't be surprised, right? But if, if Josh Allen has back-to-back bad years, if Patrick Mahomes has back-to-back bad years, you'd be like, what the heck is going on? So that's why I like to say the better player for me matters more. Mm, I like that. Very well said. Joy, where do you stand? Who do you trust more on this Sunday here in, you know, three, four days? I'm very torn because I tend to agree with Shady that I trust the, play, the better player then I trust someone in a particular moment. But I do think that Dak has put together enough moments that I'm trusting him this year. Again, whatever happens in the postseason is completely separate to me than what's going on in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Like, all of this is nice and cute and great. And if you lose in the first round of the playoffs, what was it all for? It was, it was for good banter during the regular season. But right now, Dak is, is playing at a very high level. He's playing at an MVP level. He's not turning the ball over. And what's kind of scares me about this game is, while it is on the road, Buffalo's a very hard place to play. As big as that win was against the Chiefs, the Cowboys are scoring 32.4 points per game. They balling. They haven't scored less than 23 points in a game since week seven. Mm. Gosh, they're cooking. Cooking. Now, obviously, uh, (laughs) they really are. Obviously, that has a lot to do with Dak and how he's distributing the ball and the offense that Mike McCarthy is dialing up and him not turning the ball over. That's just, I'm interested to see, is what I'm trying to say. I'm interested to see what their offense looks like on the road at this point in the season in Buffalo. It is a hard place to play, but they have been putting up really, really big numbers on the offensive side of the ball. And I'm interested to see if Buffalo's offense can go toe-to-toe with them if that's how the game goes. Yeah, this is, this is tricky for me right here because you are going to Buffalo. You do got to make sure your cleats is right. Mm-hmm. You do got to make sure. You been up there? Yeah, you do got to make sure you got heat packs on your toes and heat packs in your, <laughs> in your pouch and all that. But I got to go Dak. Hmm. And I got to go Dak because Dak has been playing at a more consistent level. True. Right? The That's only true. reason the Buffalo Bills is in this situation is because Josh Allen has been like this on the roller coaster, kind of like we talked yesterday. So... 
Last week I said I'd take Josh Allen over uh, against Patty Mahomes. I trust him more because he has his receivers, he has his guys. But this week it's the same because he has his guys. Dak Prescott has C.D. Lamb. He has Gallup. He has Cook. He has his guys, and Josh has his guys, but on a consistent level. This season, Dak Prescott has clearly been the best quarterback in the National Football League on a consistent level, especially not turning the football over. So on the road, I got to take the hot Dallas Cowboys, and I got to take Dak Prescott because he's clearly just playing more consistent than Josh Allen is playing right now. What about the fact that Allen's back is against the wall? Josh Allen knows if he loses this game, his playoff hopes, they continue to dissipate. Do you think that Josh Josh Allen, who always steps up in big-time moments, you think he'll step mm. up in Well, this one's special because Josh got something to prove. MVP got something to prove because he's trying to play well to win MVP, and they know the number one seed. Wait, wait. Who? What did you just say? I said Josh his Allen name, has something to prove. I know his name is Dak. This, <laughs> and the MVP candidate right yo, now is yo, Dak yo. Prescott. You're crazy? Yeah, let's say his name, though. Like, yeah, crazy. I know it sounds crazy, y'all, but that's what it is right now. The MVP front runner right they now. No, nah, they are three letters, though, but they're way different, though. MVP, Dak, yes. The MVP front runner, Dak Prescott, right, is trying to. Con- Play consistent to get that MVP. And number one, he knows if they lose, Philly's right there for that number one seed. So both these teams have something to prove. Really, both their backs is against the wall. It's going to be a good one. Let me ask you in the table a question. And America, any any Cowboy fans out there. If Dak Prescott, Mm -hmm. maybe this game or next game or even next year, goes back to just being a a good quarterback like he's been, would y'all be surprised because the level he's playing at right now, would you be surprised at all? No. See, that's my thing. I right would be surprised if, if it's under Coach Mike and he goes back to playing average. Because that's what we're saying. Go back but no, no, to average. He's like, like above average. Like probably like a little above average. That's the thing. It's above average. Yeah. That's why I said no. But if he went back to being above average, you'd be surprised? Or you'd be surprised? I, I, would, I would be surprised under Mike if he just drops back down to just really a game manager. Would but you, the, but would you be surprised, the, Joy? I don't think that he's he's been average, though. I've always thought that Dak was oh, a franchise quarterback and has, is, is oh. capable of, of being really good. So you're saying, like, last year? I mean, nah, a little bit above average. Like, I mean, his career has been, like... What his career has been? Yeah, any pro bowls, all pros or anything? Like, no, no, pros. no all pros. No, all pro, pro. Yeah, like, he's been, like, a, above average. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm saying, if he, if he goes back to that, would you be surprised? Not, no, no. But that's a good player, though. Yeah. See, that's, that's like us saying, are we going to be surprised Josh Allen turning the ball over? Even if he wins, we ain't nah, going to be surprised by that. I just think with Josh Allen, he, he, if Josh goes, goes to being a bad quarterback, right, or not playing well, it's like, you'll be surprised. I think the difference is... We've seen, we've seen extreme highs from Josh Allen. We've seen elite, crazy, top three That's who he is. levels That's from, who he is. from Josh Allen. And we've also seen some lows. And throughout his career, he's, he's been a bit up and down, which can be frustrating for, for fans. It can be I hard mean, I, to... I, I, would say, I would say more good with, than bad than Josh Allen. Yes, yes, yes. Right? yes. But, but particularly in this year. Like, it's oh, this year, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, okay. and, and part of that has been because he's turned the ball over. Mm-hmm. I think with Dak, he's very consistent. Like, to me, sure has, to yeah. me, not to bring Justin Fields in for a stray, but, like, to me, you, you are what you consistently do. You are what you habitually do. And then your highs and your lows are what we tend to look at because those are more fun. Those are more exciting to discuss drama or to discuss elite levels. So we pay more attention to those rather than but, what you consistently are. But the, 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 I guess my point is, like, like, Dak has never had a year like this. Like, like this? I would say he has. He's never, he's never been playing like the best quarterback in football. He's but, never, the, he, but I would say this. Okay. The other quarterbacks that are usually that good just haven't been that good. Like, keep in mind, Dak is, I'll say, only. Dak's only on pace for 40 touchdowns, but Mahomes threw 50 just like three days ago. Yeah, you right. know what I'm saying? Like, when Mahomes yeah, won his MVP. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. threw 48 when Aaron Rodgers won his MVP right. three years ago. Lamar Jackson had 40 
three total touchdowns when he won his MVP in 2019. So we've seen Dak have a year like this. Dak had 37 passing touchdowns and 4,800 yards, if I'm not mistaken, just a few years ago. The difference is the other quarterbacks that are usually great have descended. Thus, it's making Dak look like what Dak is doing is so crazy. But, like, Dak has had a near 40-touchdown season. But I'm saying he's never been nearly as good with the picks, for one. And then, two is, like, the— when I watch Dak on, on tape, and this is me saying it. The eyeball test. He looks the eyeball test. He looks like he's the best quarterback playing yeah. right now. But if, and I, I've never watched football and thought that of him. Like, Let Whoa. me ask you this. Okay. Let me ask you this. Is it because the quarterbacks who are usually better than Dak aren't playing well? Because there's, like, there's, there's a lot of quarterbacks that, be, this yeah, year that aren't playing, that well. are not playing well. Justin Herbert's and are out. Justin Herbert's out. Joe Correct. Burrow's out. Aaron Rodgers out. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, out. There's been, and you're dealing with this Jalen Hurts, hurt. Not only that, like Shady said, we're watching with our eyeballs Dak Prescott well, he looks make different this throws. Looks like, different, it bro. looks yes. different. He looks like a big-time quarterback. You know what I mean? So even if those quarterbacks were playing at a high level, yes, it'll be a much closer race at the MVP, but Dak's but name will be, be, still be in there because the way he's playing but and the way know, it I, looks. I don't disagree, but I think it, it comes down to because we haven't seen great play, then we are parched for it. Like, when you're thirsty, it don't matter what somebody give you. As long as they give you some water, it could be that Dasani, it could be that this, it could be that. It's like, it's going to taste good. If we're being honest, we haven't seen Patrick Mahomes have that five-touchdown, no-interception game. Right. We haven't seen Jalen Hurts have that illustrious game like he had last year against the Titans or last year against the Steelers. Steelers yeah. We haven't seen Aaron Rodgers have that four-touchdown comeback from behind, 319-yard game. So when Dak gives us a four-touchdown game, we're like, oh, my God. Because yeah, we have, we're, we're a little more numb to it. It's been a light. It's been a light quarterback year. Uh, I think we can all agree with that. And if we look at the totality of even Dak's season, his first six games were not MVP level. So I totally agree with you. I think that we we are a bit more parched for high level quarterback play, which is why the the MVP conversation around Dak is so hostile because we're we're arguing: is it is it the numbers? Is it the winning? Or does Dak actually look different? I think the outlier for me this year, at this point, especially coming off of that Eagles game, is that he looks. Different. But can, can I make that's one part because I think <laughs> all them dudes, Mahomes and Josh Allen, I'll be honest, that looks better than all them the way he's yeah. playing, right? Yeah. The, the eyeball test. I, I can't even overlook that. But I, also, I, I think maybe it's because we've never seen that look like this and we never looked at him as an elite quarterback. So now you've been, you've been above average for all these years, right? Going through all the everybody else. You're going to go through Zeke, you're going through all these other different players. Now, we watch you, you balling out. I think that's why everybody's like praising him so much because we never thought that he was this. I never thought he was this. Did you? You think he was this? Did you think he was this? No. But what I'm saying, I so, now, so now that I see him, like, wow. Let this me is ask like, you. It's like hard to believe. It's like, he's, this is real? I guess I just don't. Like, you feel that? You feel that? <laughs> <laughs> that's how that look. I'm like, that's Daggy. Look at him. Look at uh, Like, he look, he look crazy, y'all. They look good. It's a bunch of more wild plays. We're in love, yeah. with, Josh, we're in love with Josh Allen and Patty Mahomes because we watched them play and we like, wow. That's who they look are. Look at that throw. Look at him get out of that yep. and escape and make a throw. And when you turn Dak's tape on, that is what Dak is he's looking like He is right doing now. that now. You're watching the game saying, oh, my goodness, look at that throw. You're watching the game saying, how did Dak get out of that? Look at, that, look at making, that read. He's making those type wild plays, and that's why Dak Prescott is front runner for the MVP right now and up there. Yeah. What'd you call that? MVP. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of MVP, MVP, a former NFL MVP, Cam Newton, he was critical of Dak Prescott, of Brock Purdy, of Tua Tungabailoa. He said that they were game managers. I cannot hey. wait to sound off on this conversation when we return. Cam calling quarterbacks out. I got to call some people out. Don't forget, you can check us out every day. Fox Sports Channel on Sirius XM.
Family, we are in second and short. Now get this, Cam Newton talked critically about Tortunga Bailoa, about Brock Purdy, about Dak Prescott. They're all having fairly good seasons, but Cam still called them out. You have to turn up your volume immediately and listen to what Cam had to say. Brock, Parody, Tua Tonga Valoa, Jared Goff, and really, Dak Prescott. Mm. These are game managers. They're, they're not difference makers. And when you say game manager, I'm not asking you to go out and win the game. I'm just asking you not to lose. Not to lose the game. That's, listen, I don't give a damn what you do. You don't have to score every time. You just don't have to throw a pick every time either. If we're gonna really call a spade a spade, a game manager is different than a game changer. I like that. His hat is funny, but he right. That's my boy right there. He real. Um, I gotta talk about this. I gotta talk about. Oh, this. oh, gotta let me move. Let me move. Okay. I gotta talk to the people. I don't want to talk to people. I want to talk to the people. I want to talk to the people. Um, you, yes, you. Watch your mouth when you talk about Cam. Now, I do not agree with what Cam Newton said about Dak Prescott, about Brock Purdy, about Tua Tungabailoa. I believe that they are catalysts in helping their team win. However, Cam Newton is definitely allowed to sound off on it if anybody is. Mm. Who is Cam Newton giving this opinion? Cam Newton, the only player in the history of football to win a Heisman, mm. an NFL MVP, mm. go to a Super Bowl. Mm. Cam Newton is one of one. That's why he wore the number one, because he's like that. So if anybody can give their opinion on quarterback play, it is Cam Newton who is allowed to give his opinion on quarterback play, because when it comes to playing quarterback in football, he's top 20 ever. I'm not talking NFL. I'm talking football at every level. He won a Heisman. He was the best in college. Then he went to the NFL and won MVP, so he was the best of the best of the best of the best, sir, with honors. And not only that, he took his team to the Super Bowl in a 15-1 season when his best wide receiver was Ted Ginn, whose career high is 787 yards in a season. So what are we talking about? Now, was Cam Newton right? I don't think he was, but he's giving his opinion on a subjective matter. It's subjective, so it's up to interpretation of anybody's opinion, your own. But unless you are as credentialed as Cam Newton, then you can't say Cam Newton can't speak on the matter. Mm. Do I think he was right? No, but it's Cam Newton. Mm. So I'ma listen to him talk. I'ma give him space to talk. I'ma give him space to speak. I'm not gonna chastise him for what he has to say. So be mindful about how you speak when you speak about Cam Newton. Oh, why do you think he's right or wrong? Talk to him. Talk to him. Now, Joy Taylor. <laughs> I don't know if you see it, but it's fire coming. <laughs> that was just the start. You know, I got a lot more to you say. More? I got more to say about y'all. Big clip about y'all. Joy, do you agree with Cam's criticism of the quarterbacks? Um, I would disagree with some of the names on the list. I do think it's fair, and I know Niners fans are not going to like this, but we got three games of an opportunity for him to show that he's not a game manager. And they lost all three of them, mm -hmm. and he didn't really pay particularly well in two of them. So uh, Jared Goff, I, I, can, I would tend to agree he's a, he's a bit of a game manager. He's had you know, some highs and lows throughout his career. This year, I can't call Dak Prescott a game manager. Throughout his career, perhaps that could be a, a reasonable title and two I don't think is a game manager either so how are you defining game manager because people at home are already tweeting at Joy Taylor talks <laughs> you are not right how are you defining Joy man game manager so they can at least get mad and at they're you entitled the right to their opinion as well just like I am just like Cam is and all of us uh, can share our opinion about what it is to me I don't think game manager is, is as big of an insult as it sounds sometimes you say something to someone and it sounds like oh hold on like but it's not really an insult the way that Cam described it is, is perfect. You don't make mistakes. You don't have to go above and beyond. But there's plenty of situations of examples of quarterbacks who have won at a high level who did not have to go above and beyond. 
we have a big argument about a particular player who won three Super Bowls about whether or not he was a game manager, got three rings on them things, and is in the Hall of Fame. JoJo. JoJo Montana. No, I want to talk about JoJo Montana. I want to talk about JoJo Montana. No, no, no. I want to talk about JoJo Montana. Montana got his name. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I thought she was talking about Montana. Trey's cool. I want to put Trey's like an elite. He's got elite. three rings and he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So yes. being a, that's what I'm saying. Being a game manager, oh, which I don't big. think that oh, I don't yeah. think he was, but there are people who have that opinion. Trent Zilfer. Mm. Trent I mean, won a Super Bowl. <laughs> we won a Super Bowl. Well, we can't talk Did they win in spite of Trent Zilfer? He managed that thing to the T, though. What, what are we talking about? He's a manager he quarterback. He's a manager quarterback. Are we all saying the same thing? Oh, we are. We, I'm that confused. Am I not saying the same thing? <laughs> we agree. I just <laughs> forgot that name. Yeah. Okay, but he has a ring. Yes, he does. He won yeah, at the highest shiny. level in this game. Yeah, he won. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's the same. It counts the same as everybody else that won. Like, he was on the field when he won that. So we can make jokes and all that. But, like, this is insult me with a ring. Insult me. So I think that it's a little bit exaggerated. There are levels to this game. There are levels to this. Some people called Tom Brady a game manager mm -hmm. until it was very obvious that this man is not a game manager. There, there are levels to this game. There's talent levels. There's, there's play levels. There's moment levels. And that's fine. So I don't look at it as, a, as much of an insult as people are taking it. I think they're taking it a bit too far. You can win at a high level being a game manager. I agree with that. Now, I think if you were talking about me as a game manager, I'm insulted. But I don't know that we should be insulted on other people's behalf. If I'm Brock, if I'm Jared Goff, I'm insulted. Yeah. Because you can't say if Jared Goff, if I'm Goff, how are you going to call me a game manager when I had to put up 40 points just to beat the Chargers? Like, that wasn't like managing. That was, I had to go out and do it. But I do agree. I don't think game managers should be as offensive. But 2-5, I know you got yeah. thoughts. You know what? I, I agree with Cam as far as this. When he's when you make the differences between a game manager and a and a and a quarterback that makes a difference game or a game changer, a yeah. game changer. And I, I look at before this year. Now Dak Prescott this year is not a game manager. Mm -hmm. He's making a difference. He's making big plays. But before this year, I would have said, yeah, he's a game manager, right? Forget that. Let me take that back. No. If you really recall beginning of the season, right? Mm. The way McCarthy called the plays for Dak Prescott, was that not game manager? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're going to run the ball, let the defense do everything. And we're gonna, we ain't throwing the ball down the field. We want safe throws. I guess because he had all them picks the year before that, so he's being cautious. Mm -hmm. But now, after them, what, after them six games, he's been open the playbook up, throwing the yeah, ball deep, go. He's, and he's more of a game maker or game mm -hmm. changer. Mm -hmm. But Brock Purdy, let's talk about him for a second. A young quarterback that asked to, to come in this league and to be a starter. Mm -hmm. they, did, they, they, they took their time with him, right, and he was a game manager. Now, I, I don't know what the Niners look like without Debo. I don't know what the Niners look like without Chris McCaffrey. I don't know what the Niners look like without Trent Williams. Oh, wait, we do know what that looks like. Because they play without some of them guys, and how did he look? So when you talk about a game manager, and you talk about a guy that makes a difference, if you drop Josh Allen, if you drop Patrick Mahomes, or any team, they can be the worst team in football. They might still lose. But he's going to be able to win some games. He's going to be able to make a big difference in some games because he's that good and he's a game changer. Mm. So with Dak Prescott, I was saying, I, I don't think he was um, hating on them dudes. Yeah, I think he's being honest. Like, even Tua. I think Tua is, is one of the, the smartest quarterbacks in the league, right? But before this year, before last year, what was they saying about him? Yeah. They was trying to get rid of him. Why? I, I don't know the answer why. 
Maybe they won't get the production that they thought they were going to get. But now you bring in certain players around him. Mm-hmm. You draft some players. You get some new running backs. Get a new coach. You get, you get Tyreek Hill, top five, top ten wide receiver of all time. And he looks different. So when you say, is it a game manager or is it a game changer? It goes to the other field of a game manager. Mm-hmm. So all these dudes he talked about, I could understand. Right? And I think a guy like Cam Newton, for his background, his pedigree, he was a game changer. True. You see what I'm saying? So I understand well, his, his mindset when he said that. Talk about it. You know, but the quarterbacks don't mean they're not yeah. good quarterbacks. Proc Purdy's a really good quarterback. Dak is playing really good. So they could be good quarterbacks. But when you talk about game changers, yeah. bro, you know them names. Yeah, mm-hmm. and for me, I, I, from, from listening to Cam Newton talk, I think this hits home for Cam. Like it, like it touches Cam in a certain way because, I mean, we're talking about we're talking about a dude that put a franchise on his back. So oh, yep. at the end of the day, it's no disrespect to Tua, Dak, Purdy. It's no disrespect to them. But Cam Newton was just different yeah. on a whole different level. So he's saying to the world, I truly believe that when I turn the tape on or I look at the guys that's out there right now, these are the only game changers. The, the Mahomes, the Allens, the, the Lamar Jackson, the, those are the, the Burroughs, those are the game changers. All these other quarterbacks can fall in line to wherever you want to put them. But Cam Newton was a guy that really took over an organization, was the number one pick like Joe Burrow, took over an organization and took them to the Super Bowl. I was listening to him talking. And I'm like, could you imagine? Because you, you, you spoke on Ted Ginn's 700 yards was, was his receiver um, when he was there. Um, I'm, I was sitting, as you said that, I was sitting there thinking, there's no way that I could imagine Cam Newton, Debo Samuel, oh Christian McCaffrey, oh George Kittle, Brandon Ayoub, there ain't no way I could, have I, mercy. I could do that. There ain't no way that I could sit here That's a great and point. see Cam Newton with Tyreek Hill. Woo! Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mostert. I mean, go down the line. I'm just sitting here like he would have won multiple MVPs. The way Cam Newton was on that football field, he would have won multiple Super Bowls. So Cam is coming from a dude that was extremely, extremely special and had to strictly win games because of him. Yo, that's... He killed that take. That's that's a perfect take because if you that's what a, a game changer really is, Man. right? If you put Cam with them, oh my God! I, I, so let's go the other way though. So let's say if you put Brock Purdy, you put on Carolina, you put the, the Dak Prescott that we really know of, right? Not this year. This year is a different story. Or I'm sorry, the first six week, first six games, Dak Dak Prescott, yeah. right? Two autumn dudes. You put them with the Chiefs' offense and no wide receivers. Mm. Now they ain't in five right now with Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you think them boys gonna be mm-hmm. with them dudes? Yeah. So that's a great point, Cam. Saying like, yo, I'm not saying that they're not bad at all. I'm just saying like, when you talk about game changer, put some respect it's on because, these type of dudes. It's because we have made game manager such an insult. Yeah. We're all saying the same thing. Now, Niners fans may disagree. Dolphins fans may disagree. Cowboys fans certainly disagree. I don't know if Lions fans disagree in the state that they're in right now, but they may disagree. But the reality of it is we know there's only two or three, maybe four at any point in the league that are truly those guys that you could put anywhere and they're going to make things happen. Also, you are something until you're not. We're so quick to be like, this guy's this elite, this guy's this, and this guy's this. Did he do it? 
You said it earlier. Stop yelling about how good your man is. Let him go play. Do it. Let people earn the right to say, nah, I'm that dude. You saw what I did in this situation. You saw me go win this playoff game. You saw me put the team on my back when everyone was injured. You okay. saw that. You know who I am. I don't actually even have to talk on it. But so often we want to put people on pedestals that they haven't necessarily earned because we get excited. So, and that, that dilutes people that really have accomplished great things in this league, like Cam Newton. We forget. We got a really short memory. We be forgetting. We be forgetting. Okay, don't don't get it twisted. There was a time where Cam was dunking on everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Cam Okay, and and he deserves he deserves his credit for that. Don't pay attention to what happened at the end of his career. Don't pay attention to everything else that's happening right now. Cam was really, really like that. And because we do all this comparison for people that haven't been in those situations, it starts to get all muddled. It's not a bad thing to be a game manager and win games. Well, I think the dilemma is this, and I've learned a lot by sitting next to, to Shady about the specific thing I'm about to say. Every now and then, Shady, you get offended. And you get offended. I'm like, Shady, why are you getting so offended? But you get offended, and what I've learned, and I don't even know if you do it intentionally, is because you're like, how can you talk about this person like you talk about me? Mm-hmm. I was all decade. Mm-hmm. I was all pro. I led the league in rushing. I should be a Hall of Famer. Got a couple Super Bowls. And so when we start talking about guys, and I even notice it with Dak right, Prescott, right. and you're like, ach, and you don't say my name, but you say, it, you say it silently. How can you talk about this person like you talk about me? And by sitting next to you, I'm like, I can understand the offense. Because you've reached certain heights that other people <clears throat> can't even sniff, so how dare we mention them in the same breath as you? I do think far too often we speak of managerial players in the mess manner that we speak of game changers. Mm. And that's why Cam is like, hold on now, y'all. How can you talk about Brock like you talk about me? Yeah. Even as great of a season as Dak is having, and Dak is having a great season, Cam is still like, how can you talk about Dak? Yeah. You calling him MVP. I respect it. No Dak doubt. is on pace to win it. Dak likely should win it. But how can you even talk about Dak no, of course. like you talk about me? Because Dak has CD. CD about to be a two-time All-Pro in his first four years. Nice. Cam Newton didn't have no All-Pros. No. He had Ted Ginn. And Calvin Benjamin. Dak, Dak Prescott had Brandon Cooks, six 1,000 yard receivers. Yeah. Cam Newton didn't have a thousand yard receiver. Cam Newton had Ted Ginn. Yeah. Ted Ginn a first round pick. Respect to Ted right. Ginn. But he wasn't CD and he wasn't Brandon Cooks. And he wasn't so, Bryant. So Cam, so Cam is sitting <laughs> here Warren Cooper. My goodness. Cam is sitting here saying to himself, how can y'all talk about these dudes like That's you it. talk about That's me? Because Cam quite literally is one yeah. of one. one. No disrespect. No question. I love Tua. Y'all know that. I love Brock. Y'all know that. But you're talking about Cam yeah. Newton? Yeah. And you're talking about the way he made the game look. That's like if Barry Sanders came out and said, yeah, you know, they solid running back. Mm -hmm. You can't look with what Barry did and how Barry made people look. He right. Because they didn't look like Barry Sanders. These dudes that he's saying saying up here does not look like Cam Newton the way Cam Newton changed the game. Cam Newton changed the game. Like, they are looking for Cam Newtons, right? All due respect to all them three up there, but they're not looking for Dak Prescott's. They're not looking for Tua's. They're not looking for Brock Purdy's, right? They're out there looking for Cam Newtons, dudes that could come in and change an organization around. Point blank, period. That was Cam. He was special, man. But also, that's not... It's not like they can't become no, it's that. Not. Like it's like who's who's uh, the I don't know if they can. Hold on. They can't become Cam Newton. 
Um, but Brock yeah. Purdy's a young quarterback. Who knows what Brock Purdy's going to be? But I don't think I don't think they have the skill set. You feel me? I'm not. I'm not going that far. Going by I, I'm not going back. I'm not going that far. They can accomplish more. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think like. Nobody Dude, can do that. Nobody's going to physically be Cam Newton. He's, a, he's one of one. There's never been another one. There will probably never Josh, be another one. Josh Allen, I could say, could be Josh Allen. Yeah, 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 he's Close. in that boat. Josh Allen in that boat. But, the, but, the doozy, but I'm saying, the doozy talking about, you don't, you think they can do? No. I don't think they physically can, but I, I don't, like, what's, what's the difference then? Brock Purdy can't grow into somebody who has unbelievable moments. No, Tom Brady wasn't anything, some physical phenomenon. He's the best quarterback to ever play the game. He was a game changer. He wasn't a physical muscles game changer. See, but I'm not talking I'm not, about I'm not physical. talking about the physical. What yeah, are we I'm talking ta- about I'm then? talking about, like, Cam's output. Right, Cam gave you 800 yards rushing. Plus, he gave you, I think, 12 rushing touchdowns. Plus, he backdoored and gave you 34, 35. Okay, can we let's, can we like, can we take Cam out of it for a second? Let's just put Cam in the bucket of game changers, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. They're not all the same. They don't look right, the same. Right, they don't all play the same. And we're talking about specifically guys that look like Cam Newton. That's a very, very uh, small bucket. And we're talking about right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if you Josh, want to include Josh, Josh Allen. Okay, so but there is a bigger bucket of game-changing quarterbacks that have played in this league, and they don't all look the same. Lamar Jackson is a game changer. He looks very different than Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Similar, but very different. There are game-changing quarterbacks who don't look the same. The biggest game-changer of all was Tom Brady. He don't have the same physical attributes. He's not going to put up those rushing numbers, but is a game-changer. So I'm saying, in defense of these men, there is not to say that they can't have moments in their career where they prove I to think, us that they are game-changers. I, I, I think the game manager that, that or the, 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 the game who makes the difference in the games, right? I don't think it's like all the physical, but you say about Tom Brady, he's not the, he don't look the best. He doesn't. But you can put him on any team, he's going to make a difference on the team. Like, whoever you got there. Because it's years we had, he didn't have Randy Moss. He had some uh, Chris Hogan and, uh, he had, I mean, all them guys. Right. Right? So, so I think when, he, when he's talking about game changers, not just the, the physique of him, it's like the play. Mm-hmm. Like, can we put Brock Purdy anywhere? In a, in no, a, in a not now, he's but he's, in a, he's barely in his second okay, year. Okay, well, who do you want, Tua? I'm gonna say, Tua is very young as well. I just think that if you put in these type of dudes anywhere, I don't think they'll be game Right now, right now, I would agree. But I think I, what I'm saying is I don't think it's the end of the road no. for any but, of them. But, I would also right. say, but remember, like, in Cam's fifth year, he was MVP, Super Bowl, 15-1. and one. Cam was young as well mm-hmm. when he did all of them things. Two was in year four, I believe. His first year, he jumped off the porch. Correct. He was going crazy but his first year. Like, by Cam's fifth, Brock's in he, year was, two. he was that one. Yeah. I just, that, that I think is what rubs Cam the wrong way. Because it's like, I love me some Brock Purdy. Brock can't be Cam. He can't, he can't be he can't. Cam Newton, of course. But I'm saying Brock Purdy could have an unbelievable game-changing career. He's barely in his second year. He could. He's not. You know, okay, you know but what I'm out, saying right now. He gets paid. We're going to find out when he has to get paid. I right? agree. And you can't keep all the weapons around you. Then we're going to see if you could be a, like Shady, a new I agree. I think that's why it's unreasonable to call him an MVP this year. Because we saw what he looked like without his right. players on the offensive side of the ball, and we were blaming the defense. We weren't even blaming him. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you, but what I'm saying is to further it not being an insult, you have the opportunity to go prove but, that you're not that. But I don't think that's what Cam's saying because Cam has Joe Burrow and those boys in there that look totally different. Cam has Patrick Mahomes in there, and we see Patrick Mahomes built, and Patrick Mahomes is on pace to dang near do some special things. So I don't think he's really like saying physique and all that. He's just going off of his eyeball test, the quarterback that's out there that are game changers. If they don't play well, do they still win? If Brock don't play well with all these pieces around him, the Niners may still win. win. You got what I'm saying, right? If Dak don't play, 
Well, oh, they Cowboys might still win. They got a good team around they them. Went I just think year. what Cam is saying is, is these dudes right here are not dudes that you say, ball is in your hands. Go take a franchise from zero yeah. to hero. Who can? That, but that's who all can? But he did, exactly. though. So that's why I'm exactly. saying that's where he's coming yeah. from. Like, yeah. Brock can't come to the Carolina Panthers and t- right now and take them from zero to hero. No. Right? Neither can Tua, no. neither can Dak. Cam did that. So that's where he's coming from. Right, we're not talking about ability. Camel's on a whole different level yeah, when you talk about ability like, like that. Yeah. But he's we've seen Joe Burrow do that, right? We've seen Patty Josh Allen. That's why those dudes are in the game changers, and these dudes are not because that's what Cam Newton did. Yeah. So he's speaking from his experience, and these dudes ain't got what I and, got. And when you're saying. great, and again, Shady, and sitting next to you, when you are great, I can understand being offended when people try to compare them yeah. to you. You know what I mean? Like, I won't speak on it. I'll let Cam speak on it. I'll let 2-5 speak on it. But when they try to compare them to you, it's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. They're great. Let them put them in a box of their greatness Even though over they here. winning, they're doing well. But they're, they're doing great. They're doing great. I got a story real quick about, you said Barry Sanders. Yeah. This is, this is a, a level, right? Mm-hmm. So they interview him like, man, I'm a, a McCoy kid. We got your type of moves. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I can see some similarities. And as I see it, I was laughing because I'm like, he right. Like, he's, he's the go. I'm yeah. trying to be like him. Yeah. Like, Shady, you good. But like, me, he took offense to it. So yeah. I understand what Cam said. Like, yeah, y'all don't ever try to yeah, like, talk in the same breath like, like them dudes. Good. And he wasn't saying you was bad. Not you good. Like, right? Hold like, on. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, so you cool. But like, yeah, that's he's like, next question. <laughs> Uh, Let's get to the next topic. On the other side of the commercial break, what in the world is going on with the Philadelphia Eagles offense? Do they need to make Uh. a coaching change? Head coach Nick Sirianni, he said he's not making a coaching change. But I'm going to take you into the film room to show you what the Cowboys are doing well that the Eagles could particularly borrow from. That's next on Speak. What up, family? Join us in the film room. It's my favorite part of the show. James Jones, Shady McCoy, they said something yesterday that made me go home and do more homework. James, you said that the Eagles should make it easier on A.J. Brown. Yes. So what I realized, I went back and I watched every A.J. Brown target, every CeeDee Lamb target. Mm. A.J. Brown was on cornerback one, Stephon Gilmore, future Hall of Famer, 92% of the time. He was on cornerback two or cornerback three, the third best cornerback for the Cowboys, only 7% of the time. 12 of A.J. Brown's 13 targets, he had Gilmore lined up. Firstly, James, CeeDee Lamb. Only 30% of the time was he on Darius Slay. Mm-hmm. 20% of the time was he on Bradbury. Ooh. And 50% of the time was he on Bradley Roby yeah. pre-snap. Now, I want to show y'all why this matters on tape. James, please speak to it. Mm-hmm. Now, here I believe you will see CeeDee Lamb up top in the yeah. slot. That is Bradley Roby. Bradley Roby was acquired in the middle of the season. I believe it was early October. That is not cornerback one nor cornerback two. Yeah. James, how does this help CeeDee Lamb win? Well, this helps CeeDee Lamb win right here because, listen, when you're in the slot, You have a four-way go. That's number one, right? So you can break out. You can stop. You can take it deep or you can break in, right? That's the number one rule. That's why you put your number one receiver in the slot. Right here, you see him break out. Number two, you put him in the slot because not a lot of corners travel. And even if they do travel, they don't like going into the slot strictly because
because of the four-way go. Let me break this down mm-hmm. for a moment. You cannot travel a corner into the slot without telegraphing what defense you are in. Exactly. If I am traveling man-to-man on James Jones yep. as a cornerback, if I go into the slot, the offense immediately knows they're sitting in man. Man-to-man. Because you would not put your starting cornerback in the slot yep. and play zone coverage. Now, let's get to another play. Yep. This is CeeDee Lamb once again scoring a touchdown in the slot on Bradley Roby. That is not Darius Slay. That is not James Bradbury. That is the Eagles' third-best cornerback. Advantage Cowboys. Talk to me, James Jones. Oh, my goodness. This looks And and as you can see right here, I told you, right, this is a couple things you can do, right? Four-way goes. Right here, you see CeeDee Lamb run a whip route. Dak Prescott gets outside the pocket. But this right here... You know, even if Dak wanted to get this ball out right here, it's a five-yard game for a first down. He chooses not to. He's working somewhere else. And C.D. Lamb works with him. And this is scramble drills that you work on every single day, especially with Coach Mike. That's why Dak Prescott is playing at a higher level. But in the slot, once again, Coach Mike knew they are not traveling Darius Slay into the slot, which means I'm going to have my number one, Mm. my all-pro wide receiver on a number three corner 50% of the time. And that's what this equals. Now let's focus on the Philadelphia Eagles. You will be shocked when I tell you, A.J. Brown, he only had a target while in the slot on one One play. This one play right here. This was the only time A.J. Brown was able to hide from Stephon Gilmore, future first ballot Hall of Famer. Now, let me speak to something real quick, because James just brought it up, and I can't wait to teach all this. Notice, Stephon Gilmore is right here. Stephon Gilmore is on the same side as A.J. Brown. He's on the same side as A.J. Brown because he's trying to shadow him, but when you put a wide receiver in the slot, even if you want to travel your corner, your corner cannot travel to the slot. Advantage, Eagles on this particular play. Go ahead, James. And then listen right here, right? Pause right here. Pause right here. Right? So people don't understand, right? Stephon Gilmore standing in the middle of the Cowboys huddle, right? Seeing where A.J. Brown breaks the huddle and where A.J. Brown goes because he is following him. Once he sees A.J. Brown line up as the number three receiver in the trip formation, they automatically check, hey, hey, back to regular, whatever it is, and get Stephon Gilmore out there. And then you motion A.J. Brown over here, and now A.J. Brown is either on a corner, number three, or or a safety. And that is what we call easy work, and that is what we call a segment that's about to come up. A.J. Brown going to give him crazy work. Now, keep in mind, A.J. Brown wins on this route. It's great of technique if Jerron Curse plays, and Curse does play great technique. He stays on the outside because he has a middle field safety. He makes A.J. Brown have to win. A.J. Brown, America, still wins. The problem, this ball went outside of the fingertips of his hands, but on 12 of his 13 targets, yeah. he had Stephon Gilmore on him. This was the only target where he didn't. The e- Eagles have to do a better job, in my mind, James, of hiding A.J. Brown from the best cornerback like the Cowboys do, yep. family. It's and, that and not only that, scheming for A.J. Brown, and not just scheming for A.J. Brown, scheming for Devontae Smith. You have two number one wide receivers on your team, and you just line up and leave them at one spot. If you motion any of them and put them on this, like, just, just imagine if he had a different route right here. This yeah. is a goal ball, so this is a blessing for Curse. I'm off at, out, I'm off at 10 yards, he ran a goal ball. If he had any other route, This is money. If he had a slant, if he had a stop route, any of that. So when you go to the sideline and you're looking at the plays on the tablet, (laughs) you motioning over there again and say, let's get to this route. That's called helping your quarterback out and helping your receivers out to get the best out of them. The Eagles did not do that. You did a great job, you and Shady, of educating me to go back and do my homework Mm -hmm. and see what the discrepancy was. Eagles, that's as simple as it is. Mm. Find a way to hide your best players from their best players. Give yourself the advantage. Let's head back to the desk to talk about this one. Katie, you were very vocal on it yesterday. Like I said, I appreciate you for charging me to go do a little bit more homework. How can the Eagles fix their issues offensively in your mind? 
but that's, that was part of it right here, right? Finding ways to get the matchups, right? The Cowboys all the time. Everybody used to criticize CeeDee Lamb. Oh, he's not number one because he's not always outside. So what? <laughs> CeeDee Lamb is one of the best players in this league, one of the best wide receivers in this league. So if I got to put him in a slot, if I got to motion him, mm-hmm. give the defense a different look, right? This is the NFL. It's the best of the best of the elite of the elite. They get paychecks like we get paychecks. So my thing is, when you watch the Niners play, when you watch the Cowboys play, they move these guys around. I see Debo everywhere, mm-hmm. right? I see McCaffrey everywhere. CeeDee Lamb is everywhere. Even Tony Pollard is yeah. everywhere. Why wouldn't you want to mix these, these uh, um, misalign these different players to give a defense a, a, a different look? Make them guys have to scout more. Make them guys have to, you know, spend extra time in the film room. When you make it so easy, it's so predictable. When I, when I watch the Eagles offense, it looks predictable. Yeah. Another thing is this. That's the good thing, though, right? It's always a positive and a negative. We have the best record in football. We're tied for that, tied right, for right? And we haven't got our offense right yet. Mm-hmm. If we get our offense right, and we and, and right now we're doing bad, and we're tied for the best record in football, when we get it right, what do you yeah. think is going to happen, mm-hmm. Joe? I agree. Come on now. So, look, all I'm going to say is this. Mix, the, mix it up a little bit. Get a defense, some different looks, different formations, some motions. Dress it up a little bit and play our game. we the Eagles. Stop playing. Yeah, this, the numbers are very different for the defense last year and this year. We've kind of been blaming them for what's going on. I think they're not really playing complete football, complementary football, but they're way down this year in a lot of car- uh, categories. The most important one, James mentioned earlier this week, is third down. Ooh. Last in third down defensively. Last, yeah, the last. It. I didn't circle it. I, I do arrows. You know what I'm saying? I do the arrow uh, next to it. You know, you a little go. emphasizing the there. Okay. But you can see. The statistics are way down, and you can see with your eyeballs that they're not playing the same defensively. Oddly enough, though, as bad as we think Jalen has been this year, his numbers aren't that far off from what he was doing last year. I kind of showed it to James on the low yesterday. Yeah, I had to bring I was, it back. I was, I was like, um, this should look worse than it no does. Question. This should look way off, but it doesn't. Now, obviously, the turnovers are much higher, but when you, look, when you go category for category, it's not that far off. But with our eyeballs, we can see the difference. So what really was the difference last year? They were much more physical, and the defense was playing at a much higher level. So when your offense is not playing at a super high level, Jalen obviously doesn't look the same, even if the numbers are sort of the same. The defense isn't complimenting. They're not playing good all-around football. The offense isn't being creative enough. They're not putting their best players in the best positions to have opportunities for big plays. And the defense isn't getting off the field because they're constantly <laughs> giving away third downs and letting people go on really long drives. So I, I, I think all of it is fixable, mainly because the talent is in the building. Yeah, but the first... First step for me, what is your identity? What do you do? Last what was year, their identity last year? Run that football downhill at you, and you know when you come to the link, are we coming to you? It is going to be a physical football game, and we coming downhill at you, and we're going to play action pass. That was their identity, right? Now, you don't know what their identity is. I don't know. I don't understand Have you, like, like you have a really good back in Swift to where he'll get 20 touches and then the next game get five. How? You, you, it don't take no skill to hand it to him. N- <laughs> right. None. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I don't, I don't understand how that – but that's a lack of identity. What are you trying to get done offensively as an offensive coordinator? The Eagles have been almost different every single game. There's no identity. Yeah. So until you figure out that, you're going to be in trouble. Shady. I don't, I don't, they call me. I don't <laughs> think the Eagles going to figure it out. Mm. 
You think it's over? I don't think they're going to figure it out before February, second week in February, you know what wherever. The Super Even with the best record in football, you, and we playing this bad, you don't think we can figure it out? No, because the it that there is to figure out, I don't think that they will change or that they will have the opportunity to change. Okay. Man, I don't think people realize how fast weeks go in a season. Weeks go fast. Oftentimes, you win a game, you got to see you Wednesday. Yeah. That means you practicing Wednesday, you practicing Thursday. If you got a road game, you're traveling on Saturday, you're practicing on a walk through Friday. Like, there's not a lot of time to fix all this stuff. The Eagles' defense has been below average all season. All season. All season. The linebacker play has been average at best all season. Secondary play has been average all season. I saw this today. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the Eagles safety, he had as many interceptions last year through this week as the whole Eagles team currently has through this week. So I don't think this is getting fixed because I don't think they have the time to fix it. And I also think the Eagles' names are currently better than their game. So you don't think they got the players to fix it neither is what you're saying? Not to fix the it of overcoming the Niners and overcoming how the Cowboys are playing right now. Again, we said it before the Cowboys game last week. Cowboys lost by five. But if we all recall, Dak Prescott stepped out of bounds by an inch. Mm-hmm. Uh, tight end got tackled. He didn't score by an inch. So Dak Prescott and the Cowboys had 400 yards of offense. Like, so when you really look at it, go ahead, Joy. I don't really think these issues are going to get, these issues are going to get fixed. I guess my hesitation with it all is, if that game happens in the postseason, who cares? Which game? If that game that the Eagles played against the Cowboys. Oh, the one they won. And they won, the one that they won happens in the postseason, who cares? Yeah. If it's, if it's going to a Super Bowl or winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if the expecta- that's the expectations for the Eagles. Once we get to the postseason, which they will be in the postseason, it is a whole different season. I agree. Nobody likes what they put on tape last week or the week before that. So they're, yeah. they're trending down. It's not a good situation, and there's things that they need to fix. But when you're looking at what the Eagles are capable of, I disagree with the names not being as good as the talent. I think they lack an identity. I think they make, they make some adjustments on offense. But when it gets to the postseason and you go toe-for-toe toe with some of these teams, all it takes is a toe stepping out of bounds. Of course. Toe-for-toe toe and a toe out of bounds. Yeah. So all this, all the regular season hype and all this conversation and we're better and you're better, at the end of the day, when you're both on the field and it's win or go home, who cares about that? Do you have the capability of winning those games? And, but my fear now, though, is they've lost to the two teams they will have to beat just to get to the Super Bowl by a combined 43 or so points. Yeah. That's the only reason I care right now. The reason I don't know that the names match the game, I'll speak defensively before I speak offensively. Now, look at the offensive line, because I know Coach Stoutland is not happy at all. And, Shady, you know Stout just as well, if not significantly better than I do. I just had to go against him often because I was practice squad linebackers giving him looks. The offensive line? It ain't what it needs to be. The defensive line, it ain't what it needs to be. The secondary, it ain't what it needs to be. So they all got to turn up. 2-5, they all got to step up. Yeah, and that's why these next four weeks are crucial. Because I was one of those teams that we got into the playoffs at the sixth seed. Right? So that means you barely got up in that thing. Mm -hmm. Right? And you finna get drugged by all these teams up in there. 2011. 2011-2010-2010-2011-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2010-2
For me, they have been, it's weird because like the Eagles have played like this the majority of the season. Mm -hmm. It's not as though like if they stay like this. James, you said something I think two months ago. Mm -hmm. You looked at Joy, you looked at me, you looked at Shane, you said, what if this just is the Eagles? Mm -hmm. I don't even know if you remember saying that. You said, what if this just is the Eagles this year? They are 10 and three. That is a really, 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 really good record. What's the best best record? Mm -hmm. Tied for the best record in football, no doubt about it. But like, why do y'all think the Eagles gonna change? But if the four, if, if, we're doing a lot of ifs. Mm. We always do. If they do look good through these last four games, then what? Is that not, they, is that, is that not a significant enough? To me, they would have to look better than they ever have before. Which, but I don't think they can because I think this is who they are. So, but, so but, I'm, but I'm, I'm with I think you on if that. You, if you play a uh, not as good an opponent, our next four are not the two Giants. We played them twice. Played the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. If we look better and we get that momentum, right? We get that more confidence. The, the play callers, they get some momentum. They call different things. Okay, now this works. Now let's try this next week. Okay, now it's working. You add on to it. You don't think you can change at all? It depends. Against a weaker opponent? It depends for me why do they look better. Because you know this, and I've been here before. We've all been here before. Don't be deceived by your opponent. Don't let a bad opponent fool you into think you good. Mm-hmm. You have to go out there and play good. I want to see the Eagles play good. But what if it's more internal? Like, So I, I get what you're saying about the opponent. But if it's, it's like small things that they've done, they've messed up. So now when you have a, a, a weaker opponent, you trying these things out. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not just saying if it's, it's more X's and O's for me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So yeah. something that maybe we didn't try against the Cowboys or try against the Niners, let's try it against the, the, the Giants. Yep. Right? And it looks good. Okay, let's keep doing it. Let's keep, let's keep building on it. Let's yeah. keep building on it. That's gaining momentum. Yeah. That's gaining confidence. So if you look good in these next four games to add on to whatever you're doing now, yeah. Everybody gets some of that. Not just the players, but what about the coaches? Yeah, yeah. Right? So like, momentum is everybody. But not only that, it's, it's how Philadelphia looks. That's where I'm at like, now. We knew the Giants weren't good, mm-hmm. and we seen the Dallas Cowboys destroy them. Right. We knew the Commanders were not good, and we seen the Dallas Cowboys destroy them. We've seen Niners destroy teams. We have not seen Philly destroy teams. So with these next four games, like... It needs to look like that. And I know it's the National Football like League and it's hard. But, yes, we need to yeah. see some of these 17 points, 20-point beatdowns because these teams ain't on your level, right? We, the yeah. Giants ain't on your level, right? The, the, the Arizona Cardinals ain't on your So these need to be beatdowns, and you guys need to be getting into a rhythm and playing like that. See, but I, that's, see, I, I don't really do the whole the, the, the blowouts and all that. I don't do that game, right? Because the last time we were doing the blowout games, we, we, y'all was telling me how great the Dolphins was. Right, how great mm-hmm. the Cowboys was. So I don't do the numbers thing. I just go, how are you playing? Right, how are you yeah. executing? I think. Let me ask you. You execute at a high level. I think. I think you execute at a high level, and you won't beat no team by twenty five. But points. here's well, here's where I disagree. I think the Eagles are good enough. To to some degree, I think you're all saying the same thing. I think the Eagles are good enough that if they do execute at a high level, they would the beat out. the Giants by twenty one points. Yeah. Like if I they just, do execute at a high level, you are beating uh, Devito, and and you are beating Kyler. I think you this, are. This, this, the that you can't get around. So you talked about. That they're last on, on uh, defense, thirty second, red zone, uh, third, third down, third, third down. Okay, defense. so let, let, let's say they make a big improvement, but a big improvement from thirty two, let's say to twenty four. Like that's a, you get what I'm saying? That's a bigger jump. But that's not executing at a high level. So, so you all I'm saying, Shady, I mean, but if you go from getting beat on every third down, to, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? To now it's percent, like that's improvement. That's no what I'm saying. But I'm just saying, say say you guys play the Giants mm-hmm. and you guys win on a game winning field goal, you're gonna take confidence out of that game, like we could beat no, the Niners. No, 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 that's no. all I'm saying. So it's how those look. Yeah. Like go but beat but the but boys but down. But my thing is, we don't have to beat the Giants by 30 points to say, oh man, we got better. I, I don't believe in that. 
I feel you. I feel you. Uh, Shady, I believe in crazy work, though. I believe in <laughs> that. It's the time. It's time. It's time. And after commercial break, it's time for America's favorite segment. LaShawn McCoy. He's highlighting the best plays from the best players in the world. It's time for crazy work. Do not miss what you already missed. Don't miss it twice, y'all. You're just punishing yourself. That's next after break. <laughs> Look at Mac. You don't want me, Mac. Get live with it. Crazy work. <laughs> oh, we already started? Crazy work every Wednesday. We give out that love, that crazy work hoodie. If you win, let's show some love. Let's see who won this year. Talk to me. Or this Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to go. me. We go on the Panthers. Miles Sanders from Philadelphia. Oh, no, he's with the Panthers. My bad. This boy been giving out crazy work for a long time. Check him out. You can't catch me. You can't. Look at number one, though. Work. That's what he does. Number six, excuse me. Oh, oh, oh. Come here. What are you doing, son? Where, where, where are you doing? Take the seat. I don't know his name, but I see his number. Number one, you got a tackling son with your eyes in your head. Anyway, he didn't win. Number two, we're going to the big A. We're going to the A. Drake London. We got London Ooh, on the track. He's there somewhere. Throwing up. We're not talking about Drake London. We're not talking about Drake London and wide receiver for the Falcons. Give me that. Right. I played with his daddy. He was a hell of a player, but not on this play. Give me that. Uh, you thought you had a pick? No, no, you did not. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? We <laughs> didn't win. Uh, no. Listen, Mama Taylor called and said, Shady McCoy, I got your winner. What'd she say? <laughs> Tylen Wallace is the winner. She said he oh, has yeah. to win. That's what we oh, did. Mama yeah. Taylor, that's what we did. We gave you that love. Check okay, this out. Special James James Excuse me. Can he get through it? Yes, Tight he rolls. Break the tackle. He could go all the way. Stand his feet. Now, this right here is called a walk off. Walk off. Not a walk off home run, a walk off <laughs> touchdown to the crib to win the game. Uh, Lamar Jackson loved it, so did I. Wallace, you getting busy, dog, and you made a name for yourself. Stay on your feet. Hey, Excuse you me. The spin move, though, was yeah, overrated. Move, it was. Oh, look at the height. Oh, Wallace, I know you got a 40 yards vertical. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> you went on this show, dog. We show you love. Let me get that. Let me get that. Thank you. Oh, it's called a crazy word hoodie. Now, I seen your hops. So you look, you're about 6'2", 6'3". Extra large, dog. Show some love. Crazy work. Only give it to only the best players out there showing that love, getting busy every Sunday or Monday. 2'5". I love it. 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 Yo, that, that, I don't think he knew what to do when he got into the end zone. No, no, no. I'll say this. We can use that in Philadelphia, though. Yeah. What's that? The best team. Scored out. Special teams to go down. Well, Philadelphia, they use enough of Rocky, but Draymond Green, he might have been walking, watching Apollo Creed last night because he was out there throwing unnecessary haymakers. Yeah. Boom! Ooh. Come on, y'all. Draymond dies, Green is taking it too far. <laughs> we waiting on the antics. <laughs> he dies. Uh, he dies. Surprise, surprise, Draymond Green ejected yesterday. <laughs> and the sun is hot and... Surprise, surprise. Yeah, it happened. He, you see him, he punched Yusuf Nurkic what? in the face for quite literally no reason. Ejected once again. I believe that's his third ejection in his 15 games this season. Um, I'm tired of it. I, for one, am tired 
of the Draymond Green antics. I am tired of those that condone the Draymond Green antics. Shame on you, Draymond Green, and shame on you if you are condoning the antics. At what point are we just going to look ourselves in the mirror and say Draymond Green needs help? At what point are we just going to say Draymond Green needs therapy? At what point are we going to say Draymond Green needs to work out some of the childhood trauma that is uh, showing itself as an adult? Like, at what point are we finally going to be like, yo, stop punching people on basketball courts. Stop stepping on their chest. Stop putting them in headlocks. Stop hitting them in the face. Just hoop. If you want to hoop aggressively, hoop aggressively. But hoop. If you want to go to Power Slap, go to Power Slap. I see it on my Instagram all the time. <laughs> if you want to go to WWE, you can do that too. But while you hooping, can you hoop? Please. Mm. I just don't want to be the guy who reads about Draymond Green in five to ten years and is shocked and appalled and disgusted when you see that Draymond Green did something off the court. Because what he's doing on the court is showing his inability to control his emotions. I'm tired of it. I'm fed up with it. I won't condone it. I won't stand for it. I'm done with it. 2-5, you go ahead. You cook, man. Yeah, I mean, this, this is... <laughs> I love Draymond. I love his passion. Oh, this is probably good. the first incident that I've actually seen that said, you know what, he's really wrong. Yeah. There was no there was no reason for that. I mean, <laughs> and I don't know like what triggered it. <laughs> it was a defense. Get your ass oh, on me. Like I don't know what it was, but he has to stop these things just because of the integrity of the game. Um, you know, knowing Draymond, he's a phenomenal father. He's a phenomenal teammate, from what I'm hearing. Um, he just has these moments where he just. I don't know. We got to figure this out. Why are you laughing, James? Nah, but this, this one right here is, this, this is a bad one though. Oh, I mean, so if you say I don't know about all the the, the stuff off the court. But right here, this is not, this is uncalled for. It is. It and he, is. he knows, he said that. He'd no probably question. say, you know, I'm wrong for that. No question. I mean, as I was watching this one, and I'm on Draymond's side a lot, too. I'm always on Draymond's side. Your brother in it. Last time we had a conversation on your brother in a little scuffle, you go grab somebody, choke him. I don't yeah. care how you grab him. I was cool with that. Too. Yeah. But this right here is like, come on, bruh. Yeah. Like, like, I think we at that point now. Like, come on, bro. Like, if I if I would have seen this and I was Steph Curry or Clay, I'd just go shower. <laughs> we'll, meet, <laughs> we'll meet you in there in a minute. But this is like, come on, bro. Like, this is this is uncalled for. Like, this ain't even a physical foul. No. Like, this ain't nothing. So, like, I Mark don't even, ain't even doing nothing. When we say what triggered it, I don't even know what triggered this. Like. Number have. one, Draymond, even if you was trying to act like you was getting fouled with what you have done in this league, you ain't getting no calls, Dre. You know, so I don't know. I don't know what he was doing, but this this uncalled for. This is this is one of them come on, bro, moments, man. Yeah, I don't know if I can go with the the off the field stuff and I don't know, or off the court stuff, and I, I don't know what Draymond is going through, but it it appears that this oh, is, nice. you know, some animosity that is inside of him, because I think we all agree this was not warranted. I agree with, I don't agree with, but I, I didn't have a problem with what happened in the Gobert yeah. situation. They had had beef from before. It's a scuffle. Sometimes things escalate. No, you don't want no yeah. smoke. You don't want no problems. Don't get in, don't get in the middle of it. So I, I, there's a lot of times when I'm on Draymond's side. And overall, I think that Draymond's style of play has benefited the Warriors in a lot of different situations. What hasn't is when he's taken it too far. Now, I've always defended Draymond in that you need somebody who has this in them for the moments when that's needed. But what's, it's no longer needed. So it's no longer, it's no longer needed, and he needs to learn how to control it because this is not basketball. He hurt now. Yeah. break, two five. I got to get the break. Okay. Hold on to that thought. We got more to say on this on the other side of the commercial break. If you walk away, make sure you run back. We'll see you in about three minutes and 20 seconds. I got a solution. What's the solution? Yeah. Shady, you got a solution to the Draymond Green situation. I do. Dog. I what do. is it? You ready for this? Every time I see these, these little 
incidents with Draymond, yeah. the other person don't do nothing back. Mm. Maybe. Correct. Stand up for yourself. Stop oh. getting stomped on. Stop getting choked out. <laughs> stop getting slapped. Do something back. Mm. And now, so the next person that, 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 that sees it, yeah. Draymond's like, you know what? Then he might fight back. It ain't like you put on the littlest guy on the court. But I guess they it, all seven footers. It, at what point, though, are you making a wiser decision to not fight back? I think about the DK Metcalf situation versus the Niners this week. Yo, you were there. You saw it in the person. Seen it. DK punked everybody. Yeah, in theory. But he got ejected. Niners got the dub. Last night, Warriors took the L. Uh, Suns took the dub. And what, like, you fighting back to prove a point? Or No, I'm just saying, like, when you just watch somebody overly just bullies everybody, nobody does nothing back, it's like there's no consequence. So now, if I do something to you and you do something back to me, now, right. you know what I'm saying? Now, now right. he knows, all right, if I do this to him, something's going to come back. But if I know ain't nothing coming back, I'm going to keep bullying. I feel you. Pump you in the hallway, slap you in the back keep, of your head. Keep getting ejected. The, but, what, what the league is learning now, too, is that if you get Dre to a certain point, you're going to get him ejected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he's going, he's going to react, which is why he actually needs to work on this at this point, because it is actually hurting them. Yeah. It's not saying that he shouldn't. He's never going to be anything than what he is. And what he is is a champion. And he yeah. contributed to those championships, and they would not have won them without him. And you can That's say true. they could, they would, they yeah, wouldn't. but they no. didn't. But they didn't. What's we that got to do with the didn't. fighting, though? Because I agree with you on all that. I'm with you on all I'm that. I'm saying at this like, point, what's that got to do with these hands that he's throwing unnecessarily? At this point, it's become detrimental to him. So it is something that he needs to work on. Like Nurkic is making a joke afterwards, like he needs help. Yeah. Like this is because, because this isn't this isn't basketball. That's not basketball. There's you know, there's some tough stuff, whatever here and there, some some things you yeah. could argue that was old school, whatever. That's not basketball. That's not anything other than see, combat sports. I don't think any of the stuff he'd be doing. Stepping on Sabonis wasn't basketball. Hitting LeBron James between the legs wasn't basketball. Choking Gobert wasn't basketball. Like to me, none of the stuff that Draymond does is basketball. We just let it go, James. Something, I, I just something, I something, something has but, to happen. But this, but this is this is different because in all those situations that happened in the past, you can go to something. Uh, Sabonis tried to grab his legs. LeBron, mm -hmm. why are you stepping over me, yep. bro? Walk around. Like, you can... Yeah. This right here, this is just <laughs> stupid. Well, well... Straight up. Well, <laughs> what, Shady? What, Shady? But technically... What, Shady? <gasps> Jerry Poole was basketball. He got to punch his mouth. That was a basketball practice. <laughs> that was basketball. He got his jaw split in practice. <laughs> Shady, can I tell you the most shocking... <laughs> the most shocking thing you'll hear all year? Tommy DeVito and Zach Wilson earned Player of the Week award. Yeah, okay. Oh, wow. I think they got as many as you. This is this is why I, I think Zach Wilson has as many player to Yo, as you. Shady. This is why I don't like when they have anybody that's voting though. See what I'm saying? Like how these how these dudes even? He threw for 300. You vote for this? No, no I don't. You're a voter. I don't claim this one. Hey, Danny, Danny DeVito, Tommy DeVito, he, uh, you know. <laughs> Shady, I told you, man. Players of the week: Tom DeVito, <laughs> NFC, Zach Wilson, AFC. Oh, you're happy for him, right? Happy for everybody, but this yeah, is yeah. like, what, 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 the, man, what, what are we talking about? about? What are we talking about? Hey, I man. love it. New York. Throw it up. New York, stand up. up. Throw it up. So Nacho, not throw it up. Tommy Come on. So wait, are they elite now? Tommy DeVito, throw it up. Everybody's hey, elite. Hey, hey, Anybody has a good game, order MVP battle. They, they was the best this week. MVP battle now? We're going to have MVP shirts now? Tommy was balling. Hey, they was the best this week. Hey, you know what I love? Zach, 300 yards. They got a quarterback again. It turns out. The Jets actually had the answer in the building. It's genius. I see. Wow. It's all manipulation. Oh, you got to convince him to work harder so he plays better by benching him for Tim Boyle. It's genius. Oh, come on, man. Genius. Oh, you got, you, MVP guys now? MVP guys now? Uh, they, they might stay up in there. I don't know. Super Bowl. <laughs> That's it for us, family. Thanks for hanging. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Dude.